God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, something that I discovered this morning. Um, and that is that China passes a law to control Hong Kong elections. And it pretty much reminds us that uh, how important it is for the liberals and for the socialists and the commies to control elections. They do it in Venezuela, all right. And the squad, I remember when Maduro and El Guardo uh, were going at it, and they had the election, and it was all fixed and rigged using Dominion machines, the same machines we use here in America. They use in Venezuela. And they were rigged elections, and everybody pretty much knew it. All around the world, they didn't acknowledge Maduro. They said that the elections were rigged. And so they, you know, from Macron to other countries, and, and France actually has stepped up and said, we're not going to, you know, we, we don't think it's safe to use those machines. Because anybody who has the keys to the machines, anybody that has the money to pay off the guy that does the algorithm and gets there first and makes the best deal, wins the election. And that's not good. That's not democracy. That's not a fair election. There's nothing about election integrity that that is. And so you have this, uh, you wonder why it is that George Soros wants to have control of these machines. He's been doing that for about 15 years. It's not a new story. It's not new at all. That we've been talking about George Soros and his hedge fund manager and his investments in acquisition 
of blueprints and different technologies, whether it be from Smartmatic to uh, a whole host of other systems. And they go out, they, one, you know, one buys up another one and another one sells out and another one acquires just the intellectual property. After it's all said and done, nobody really knows who's owning what, how, and where, and why. Except for the fact that there could be an engineer that was, you know, has a ROM chip from an old machine and can plug it into a new machine by getting a job, covertly or incovertly, and going out and standardizing machines or setting them up or, or rigging them. You know, a lot of times... These technologists could be spies. Haven't you ever seen the movie where, you know, 007 or, you know, some spy is uh, playing the role of a waiter or whatever, a bell cap or, or a scientist or a maintenance man to get access to the information outside of business hours? Well, that's the same thing with these technologists. So when they're writing the code, they can write it any way they want. So George Soros can embed his own scientists who are experts based on the acquisitions that he made in the years prior to, say, Dominion. But in any case, or solar winds, or you know all those different things that we've been talking about over the last couple of months. But Venezuela certainly wanted those machines. The Democrats want them. The Democrats won't even allow a person to come into the Capitol building and visit their congressman. Nancy Pelosi says it's too dangerous. Too dangerous for who? I've never known a Trump rally to end in a riot. You know, the January 6th thing that they're trying to pin on Trump had nothing to do with the MAGA movement. It had everything to do with a, uh, a fake attack, a false attack, and in, in an infiltration, infiltrated attack from the people that do it best. The paid actors and Antifa and Black Lives Matter who have been burning up buildings and pulling statues down and clobbering people over the head and giving them concussions and shooting them in the street in a couple of those occasions and setting cities on fire and demanding that the police stand down and the pure sheer chaos of these groups, Antifa.com, that go, went to the JoeBiden.com campaign website. It was nothing more than a bunch of warriors that were trying to help out a candidate. And Joe Biden would then try to call all Trump supporters, people who fl- wave the flag, racists, white supremacists, when he's the biggest white supremacist in the room. And his history can prove it. His history of plagiarizing, his history of colorful remarks that were racist, his history of womanizing, no different than what we see with Andrew Cuomo right now, and no different than 
the boneheaded decisions that Andrew Cuomo made with regard to the nursing homes, we're, we're finding out that it's happened in just about every Democrat precinct. Every Democrat governor is guilty of what Andrew Cuomo is guilty of in terms of killing people. But in terms of raping people, I think Andrew Cuomo's got the benchmark on that. But this China thing and these rigged elections, naturally they can't win with the kind of corruption and cronyism and the kind of misguided information. Trust the scientists, they say, and then they put up Dr. Fauci, who's not a scientist, plays himself as a scientist, but he's about the dumbest scientist I've ever run across. Every single thing that he said is proven to be disproved. The Texas Rangers, for crying out loud, are going to open up to full capacity. The states that did the best, Florida and Texas, the states that did the worst, had the worst draconian measures in terms of mask wearing, New Jersey and New York. The worst. They did the worst. And the, the states that opened up, They had the best numbers. So I guess Fauci's wrong. Trusting the scientists was a mistake in in the case of Fauci. But there were other scientists, you see. There were other scientists that had something different to say than Fauci. But no one wanted to listen to them. No, those aren't scientists, they say. Who says? Don Lamont? The guy that actually gropes men's genitals in a party? Or... Um, Fredo, who's brother to Andrew Cuomo, that basically faked a COVID experience. I mean, to tell you, these people have zero integrity. Rachel Maddow, who just gets it wrong like every step of the way. But the idea about this China thing, why, why is it that they want to control the elections? Hmm. China's legislature on Thursday passed a resolution called the Patriots Governing Hong Kong in a move to overhaul the city's elections. Overhaul? Oh, yeah, they want to fix it. They want to fix it with their old crimey little hands, right? Mm, They're going to get in there and they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it all right. (laughs) Yeah, well, we, we, we want more. They're going to, again, they're going to say, you know, they're, they're going to do one thing and they're going to absolutely do another. They're going to fix it. No, they're going to break it. See, that's the thing. You know, when they say the word integrity in their name, they mean no integrity. So China's legislature on Thursday passed a resolution to get involved. Why it matters. The action effectively gives the Chinese Communist Party control of the Asian financial hubs elections. Let's read that again. The action effectively gives the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, control of the Asian financial hubs elections, reducing democratic representation and allowing a pro-Beijing panel to vet patriotic candidates. And patriotic is in quotes. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken told Congress Wednesday that the Biden administration would speak out and take action against egregious violations of democracy and human rights in Hong Kong. Blinken, do you believe that? I don't. Blinken vowed to follow the through the, on sanctions against those responsible for committing repressive acts 
in the former British colony. Of course, they're saying that's what they'll do, but they allow the they allow the playing field to do it. Then they say, okay, we see what you do, and if you step out of line, if you act poorly, we're going to go and get you. We're going to go and get you. We're tough. We're strong. We have integrity. But you know what? They're never going to get him. Just like, you know, he can't even get his son. His son's smoking crack naked all over the place. Hunter. Somehow they can't bust that one wide open. How about all the shenanigans going on with respect to Ukraine, right? No, we can't figure out that puzzle. But we fired the prosecutor that was actually, you know, we got a better one. We got a better prosecutor. So we're, we're trying to get down to the bottom of it. We need a really good prosecutor that could really take my son's company down to its knees so my son could lose $83,000 a month. No, I don't think it worked like that, Joe. I don't think it worked like that. I think it worked a lot like the way Trump said it worked. I think it worked a lot in the favor of the Bidens and the kickback cities. Kickback city. By the numbers, lawmakers in Beijing voted 2895 to zero. Whoa! What kind of vote is that? 2895 to zero for... The Hong Kong resolution with one abstention. Now you give me a break. 2,895 people voted for election fraud. Do you think that if one person stepped out of line, they wouldn't be shot in the head? What to watch? President Biden is meeting with the leaders of Japan, Australia, and India in a virtual summit of the so-called Quad this this Friday as part of efforts to counter China's growing influence in the Indo-Pacific region. Blinken and White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, one of the, one of the dirtiest swamp creatures in D.C., Jake Sullivan. Blinken and White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan will meet with two top China officials next week in Anchorage, Alaska, in the first in-person meeting between senior U.S. officials and Chinese officials since Biden took office. Hmm. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a caller. Uh, This is Jonathan from the Philly area. Yes, good morning. Good morning. But not not so good. (laughs) Wow, it's scary. Uh, You know, the election rigging is just the way of the, it's the way of the world right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, I've just become livid about this. Six Supreme Court justices need to be impeached. That's all. I mean, hire somebody to do a job, and they say, "Mm, uh, I can't do it, no comment. (laughs) Suppose you had a roofer, you know, and he said, I I want you to uh, fix the roof. Yeah, okay, I'll sign the contract and everything. Give him down payment, and he goes and sits on the porch. Well, why why aren't you doing the roof? I can't comment. You know, the most important thing in America is to ensure just elections, and they have five chances. I have to apologize. I was wrong. I gave them more credit for being moral and having some some uh, um, 
strategy to do this, and they just punted on on five different um, on the five different cases. It's it's unbelievable. Oh, we we just have to take over the Senate. Uh, I mean, uh, all the Democrats have to go, and and some of the Republicans of uh, the Senate. Uh, it's, it's we just have to straighten. You know, I I see some of these old movies where the the, the guy comes into town and finds the the sheriff is corrupt, the mayor is corrupt, and the uh, and the judge is corrupt. And they think, oh yeah, but that's a movie. But that's what we got. <laughs> They're taking <laughs> the movies from real life. That's true. That that happens in so many levels too. You know, you go to a local precinct. You know, where I used to serve as a minority inspector in Ward 5 in the Society Hill area of Philadelphia. And I served that. And I was dealing with a guy named Al Schmidt that was a total idiot. And uh, and then, in addition to that, um, but there were there were other precincts. In, in less, in less, uh, more corrupt precincts, I should say. Because our precinct was pretty corrupt, pretty straight. It was pretty good. But, um, you know, I trusted the people that I was working with there. And it was dominated by Democrats. That's why I was a minority inspector, because Philadelphia is a crumb. Yeah, I mean, the Republicans are a crumb right. in Philadelphia, right? The Republicans just represent so little in Philadelphia. But in any case, there were there were precincts. Um Wards, they call them, and um, and and divisions and stuff like that, districts. But they would be um, they would be uh, where the my, the majority inspector or the majority party would be there, and the minority inspector would be friends would would answer to the Republican you know uh, voice. You know, they would be hired by the Republican, but they would be like brother sister to the Democrats. So it would be easy to get an implant uh, or a planted person, number one. And number two, they were all friends together. Even the Republicans, you know, hated Trump, for example. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know who hates Trump worse. You know, a guy like Bob Corker, Jeff Flake, or Mitt Romney, or is it Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and, um, yeah. you know, and whoever else. It's hard, to, and Nancy Pelosi, it's hard to say... Um, you know, it's it's hard to say who hate, hated Trump the most, but yeah. you know who loved the but, Trump but, the most was the people that voted. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But how do you get these Supreme Court justices that are are, you know, it's almost impossible to, to, to impeach a Supreme Court justice. Uh, they well, would literally have to yeah, like be thrown in jail almost, for rape. We gotta, it, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. I mean, we need to we need to take over. We need to get a supermajority of well, uh, conservatives. Well, the, the last uh, in the time, Senate. the That's last time they got rid of a the last time they got rid of a justice, it, it, I think it was An, Anthony Anthony Scalia. You know, you have to. T- well, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> So that's one way to do it, um, because that's the, and that that of course is the Democrat way. Um, yeah. But no, it's almost impossible well, to impeach. Well, well, we gotta we gotta have a, a, a J Pack or something to uh, to to raise money to to take and to get the as Trump's goal is to have 
uh, honest elections. I believe if we have honest elections, it's like John James there in uh, Michigan. I think he really won. Right. They stole the election from him. Well, our um, organization, we have, buglecall.org, we have election integrity as one of our planks, uh, one of our missions. Right. So check it out, buglecall.org. We have right. a lot of information over there. Um, it's it's a sister to magapac.org. The actual entity, by the way, is buglecall.org. You know why? Because we felt felt like the IRS would have actually blocked our magapac.org. So what we did was we created an entity, buglecall.org, and we created uh, a doing business as underneath the entity of magapac.org is how we structured the business, uh, the nonprofit organization. Uh, we've already filed our nonprofit 1023 request. But the issue is we were so fearful of our own IRS that they would actually censor Magapac that we had to go with an, uh, an official name that was somewhat different. You know, so that's a sad yeah. state of affairs yeah. in America. We didn't yeah. want to end up like yeah. the Tea Party did in 2011. Yeah, you know, waiting. Yeah, real. Right. So. Okay. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> We, we, we got you, you're on the right track. This is the right and only track. That's right. That's absolutely true. Yep. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right. If you want to make a call, uh, if you want to call in and be part of the show, it's 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. That's 215-867-8255. A lot of people call in and say, the same callers call in all the time, and we're going to go ahead and take one of our same callers here in a second. But, um, and it, you know, we, we really would like to see new callers call in. Um, so be bold, be brave, put our phone number into your um, phone, syst- phone, and, you know, the first call is always the most difficult call uh, because people are shy or they just want to listen, and I understand that, and that's fine. If you want to do that, that's perfectly cool because I have a lot to say, and an hour is hardly enough anyway, so uh, in any case. But if you want to call in, if you want to be brave and be bold and be a first-time caller, uh, you can call 215-867-8255. That's 215-867-8255 if you'd like to call in to be heard. And that uh, translates to 215-TOP-TALK. That's another way to do it, to remember it. Um, and we're going to go ahead and take Bob and Bob, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't apologize for stepping on anybody's toes. Uh, I'll be glad to move aside if and when you have another uh, color online there, Scott. But hey, uh, just a note of history, our founding fathers uh, in the Constitutional Convention uh, were concerned about the power of the federal government. I mean... Uh, uh, essentially, you don't see it published very often, but there is a preamble to the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, as in sits in Constitution Hall, mm-hmm. pinned across the top of the Bill of Rights is a preamble to the Bill of Rights, and it's a mistrust, expresses a mistrust of federal power, and I suggest that... Uh, uh, that can be Googled up if anybody's interested in it. And as a side note, I would say during the Civil War, 
uh, Lincoln was concerned about the extension of the Confederacy in, in, into the uh, western area. And he formed, I think it was 1863, the Idaho Territory, consisting of the wow. well, now states of Idaho, Montana, yeah. Wyoming, and parts of uh, the Dakotas and Nebraska. <laughs> but anyway, well, thank anyway, you, Bob. And we do have a caller that we want to take. Um, and uh, but thank you so much for that. That in your oh, form, John, just to comment on this thing on the, in the uh, on the Capitol, the FBI and all the other uh, uh, investigative agencies would be. Uh, Less, uh, uh, less on their duty, and have infiltrated all these so-called radical groups, and they have in the past. In this foreknowledge of the capital being hit, and that information uh, being diluted by Ms. Pelosi, and the timing of the hit at exactly the same time that they started the the uh, count in the uh, in the combined house and senate uh, meetings to count the electoral right votes. now we we've covered Prevented that but thank the delivery you delivery of their message but anyway it was interesting all this yeah. timing and there was pbs yes of course oh they yeah. heard the glass tinkle and all the rest and of it thank anyway you, bob. thanks for letting me get in thank you bob and take care and be safe out there in you idaho it's all orchestrated all right. you got <laughs> yeah i love bob Bob is such a great listener. Um, and uh, we have a guy named, I, I believe you've called him once or twice, your um, congressman from California, correct? That, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, I was James Bradley, okay. Um, so welcome to the Scott Adams Show. What's on your mind? What? Hey, uh, well, thank you again. It's a great day to start <laughs> start anew. Uh, uh, I let you know I've been part of, kind of peripherally, on the recall effort for Gavin Newsom, as you know, his history. But, you know, I, we're probably close to now roughly 2 million signatures, and 1.5 is required, and enough there buffer to guarantee that he'll be on the ballot for recall. But we, have we forgotten what happened in 2020? The same systems are in place, the Dominion, Smartmatic, and Diabol, to elect or I should say, select the next puppet that we've been experiencing victimized by here in the state of California. So what we're doing, and uh, we filed a lawsuit back January 4th, 12 other congressional candidates in the 2020 election, along with the Election Integrity Project of California. So it's in the court system, and I heard your previous caller saying, if the court system's rigged, what's the point? Very good point. Very good. You know, and that's a question for you, Scott, because we, we look at this, we see what happened in at SCOTUS. We see what happened throughout all the different cases that were presented, all turned away for lack of standing or technicalities. Our, our, our case is built on the Constitution primarily that they, they, they violated. But I have a feeling if we go through the same course, we're we will expect the same results. Right. Now, that, why in, it, that in itself lies the question. If the judicial system is broken, it, regardless of how right you are or wrong you are, you will not. You will not get justice. So, interesting dilemma. 
a lot of effort happening here in California to correct the process. But yet, the broken system, where you go? I don't know. I mean, that's a million-dollar question right there. That's a that's a real problem. Um, what, yeah, do you do you I have know. a solution for that? I mean, I think that that's what George Soros was thinking about when he financed, you know, uh, put a lot of money into district attorneys and judges, and these are races, you know, these elections where you have an elected judge. Uh, an elected um, DA. Uh, I think that that's where you can really get a lot of bang for your buck. And, you know, that's why, like our new organization, buglecall.org and magapack.org, we're looking for the primaries. We're targeting primaries. Um, because actually, because we have, we see the biggest problem being the enemy from within, that the rhinos within the Republican Party are the biggest problem for us, and not and then as a twofer, um, those elections are are more affordable to make an, a difference. You know, your money goes a lot further in a primary than it does in a general election, especially for a Senate seat. You know, so those are very expensive, big ticket. Uh, races. Do you, do you follow? Oh, I do, clearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm running against uh, the uh, architect of the crime election process, and that is, <laughs> I say that openly and boldly because I know the history of Alex Padilla, Alex Padilla's yeah. replacement to Kamala yeah. Harris. Yeah. He uh, perfected crime, so I know I'm running against him in 2022, and, and already, it's crazy how it works. You know, the little shining object up there, there's so many people that jump in. We have the rhinos. We have those that are jumping in for vanity purposes only on the mm-hmm. Republican side. And, you know, I, I'm not going to... I'll never turn any way away. If they want to be part of the civil civic process, do it. Be part of it. Be engaged. But the problem with the Republican Party here in California is they're not as united as the, the Democrat Party. They'll, that's I, right, the and they never are. They, that, that was the, that was the, yeah. that was the same way in Philadelphia. Key candidate in a race, and they'll get behind them. They'll say, okay, everybody else strap out. We uh, want this person to have a good chance. Unfortunately, the Republican Party, it's, it's a free-for-all. Right, and I want to thank you for calling in today. We have another caller waiting, but uh, thank you so much for calling in. And good luck. Uh, tell, us how we can, um, uh, tell us how we can get, you know, uh, support you in oh. your candidacy. Thank you, Scott. It's Bradley Senate, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, Senate.com. Go there. You'll see what's going on. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, Scott. All right. Take care. God bless. And, and one of the things that uh, uh, James Bradley said, and he's running for um, elected office out in California, one of the things he said was about the justice, and Jonathan also said uh, about the justices and the SCOTUS problems and the problems we're having with our judicial system. Uh, one of the big benchmarks is equal justice. That's something we're big on with our organization. But here's the thing. You know, that particular um, case between Texas and, uh, you know, the, the Texas case where they were suggesting, they were arguing, their point position was that they were disenfranchised, that their population was negatively impacted by the fraud that happened in other states. 
to me, that's a clear, yes, it was. Like, there's, it's a no-brainer. And yet, there's no real law surrounding that. And I think once you get into that point, it's a slippery slope, Pandora's box. And I think that's what SCOTUS was afraid of, is, is that doing the right thing. And see, here's the thing about precedence. The SCOTUS relies way too much on precedence. By SCOTUS, I mean the Supreme Court of the United States. And what I'm saying is, is they rely too much on precedence. Because I, I think that this whole case of precedence can be detrimental to justice in the sense that, um, you know, and there was, there were, Kavanaugh was talking about super precedent and precedent and all these different things. And, and these are settled law. This is unsettled. I don't think anything is settled. I think that each case should be uh, challenged and heard on its own merits. Precedents can actually go a little way, but I think it's been exploited. It's like, well, in the case of so-and-so and so-and-so, they suggested this, they ruled on that. It's like, okay, I understand precedence is important so that you don't rehash and make a lot of mistakes. I get it. But in the case with regard to the Texas case and Supreme Court, I think that there was very there wasn't enough precedent and they should have taken that case and created some precedent and protected our country from election fraud but they failed to do that. And we're going to take Julie. Julie's on the uh call. Julie, welcome to the Scott Adams show. Good morning. Good morning, Scott. You brought you brought up a great point. Texas so many times in the past, we've seen the U.S. government suing single entities, whether it's whatever the case is, whether it's the Justice Department or or in, in going against energy companies, going against AT&T. Now, let's flip the coin. Why can't we, the American people, as a collective agent from Texas, because they were harmed by that, by the Supreme Court refusing to turn to, to take that case, Texas was harmed, and they're being harmed now because of the immigration policy policies of, of the Biden administration. Why can't the Texans sue the U.S. government and including the Supreme Court because they refuse to take their case. I think that there is a precedence for that, and I think that we should put it in the court system, regardless of whether they turn it down, because then we're going to face it, and it will rally people, and it will give people hope, because right now we can't rely on the Republican Party, we can't rely on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is broken. They are hopeless to us. Absolutely. Just a thought. Uh, by the way, uh, I noticed you wrote in uh, to Magapac over, and I, I, I apologize because um, the email address that we initially used to set up the uh, organization was this Proton Mail, Magapac at ProtonMail.com. We really don't check that or use that that often. We have uh, magapac.org mail addresses and stuff like that. I think you can you can email maga at magapac.org, and we get it, and that comes right to our daily mailboxes. Um, but the Proton Mail, uh, I hadn't logged in to that for a while, and then I logged in and I saw 
oh my gosh, it was flooded with emails, and I felt so bad uh, because <laughs> I was non-responsive to all of those emails, and there was hundreds of them. Oh, it happens. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But there were three comics that I, I sent you from... I know. Um, I saw them. Tur- yeah. Turn of the century. And I they're loved excellent it. because it's almost like it's it's re- repeating history. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. I loved it. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I was on my phone uh, last night and I was like, holy cow, I didn't know this proton mail. <laughs> you know, this... Like, it just... The last time I saw it, it had three, me- you know, three test messages in it, right? And then next thing you know, it was like, boom, kaboom, you know, it was like blue wide open, oh, like a Christmas present. Well, <laughs> I don't know about you, you know, it's hard to corner. it's hard to type responses with your iPhone, you know, because you're like all thumbs or whatever. But in any case, um, yeah, well, we're gonna we we've we've come a long way since we set that mail up you know with respect to the sites have you have you checked out the new sites uh, uh they're still in development we Not still yet. have a lot of things that we have to add to the sites um but have you checked them out recently they they're looking really good uh, not in in the last um 3 or 4 days no I'm sorry. oh 3 or 4 but, days yeah you um, get the idea then it's not there is a problem i'm just I'll be real quick. There's a problem with the Republican Party. They called me the other day asking for money. And I said, I'm sorry. I I, I absolutely am behind President Trump. But I question the people and because they use the name Rona McDaniels. And I said, I don't agree with her, her ideology. And I think there's, she's flawed. Boy, they got nasty with me. They ended up hanging up the phone on me. And 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 they just wanted to hear, oh, we love you. Oh, we're going to back you no matter what. No, sir. I'm behind President Trump. And and they, they there's going to be a real problem there. Oh, they are. It, They're going to have a major problem. A little bit more flexible, and and you have to be a little bit more open to to uh, considering we have to oust everybody oh. because and they're all corrupt. Well, all we're going to do is this. All we're doing is what we're doing is we're saying um, that we support the America First agenda. And so we have this slogan, and it actually is just so true to the point. We say, we support America First policies that will make America great again. That's exactly the sentence we put up on there. And the point of that is, you could say you could ask, what is America First policy? Oh, well, it's building the wall. That's number one. It's bilateral trade over multilateral, you know, globalist corporate, corporate, uh, sweet corporate deals. That's number two. Smaller government, libertarian kind of deal there. Um, lower taxes, deregulation, strong military, so we don't have to use it, um, and and basically equal justice. You know, like real justice. You know, not this kind of thing we saw, this two standards of justice that's been implemented ever since the Bushes and the Clintons reigned supreme in the 90s. You know, we've been dealing with the fallout from all of that and the rigged system in Washington, D.C. So we got to drain the swamp. And, you know, everything that Trump said on his um, on his in his rallies is pretty much the America first policy agenda. And until the GOP, well, we're, and we're going to hold the GOP accountable for it. 
And so it's pretty simple what we stand for. But the idea is, is that there are too many candidates that have this like intellectual whatever that think there's the smartest dude in the room, like Kinzinger. He comes off like this arrogant, pompous little jerk. And he thinks he's smarter than President yeah. Trump, and he's not. You know, and it's it's kind of those, or Liz Cheney for that matter. You know, oh, I'm a real politician. You, know, my dad was Dick Cheney. You know, this is when 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 we brought respect and restore to America, right? Well, no, that's not really the case. These backroom deals just empowered them. Um, you know, and I, I've always said, Julie, before um, I let you <laughs> let you respond, um, is is that. I've always said that what they're trying to do is 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 uh, neutralize the middle class because the middle class is the biggest threat to them and and their elite status because the middle class can rise up. But if they can crush the middle class, then they have control of everything. I, I think that Texas, they need to shake the leaves of Washington and they need to use this as a, as an opportunity to threaten them to secede. And, yes, that's and right. And by threatening to secede, they could use the premise that the Supreme Court is is no longer in their in in their working on their behalf, and the legislation legislative branch is no longer working on their behalf as well as the executive branch because that's of right. the immigration policy. That's right. And you know what they and could say? Texas has the best case right now to to take right to yeah. to before the people. And you know what they their argument should be? Their argument should be until we're heard with our Texas versus uh, the United States with redu- due respect to election th- fraud, until the Supreme Court takes this case and we're heard in court, uh, we will go forward with this session. So because because the courts are rigged, because the courts are corrupt, because the courts are not serving our needs, we are we we are um, being victimized by the election fraud that the courts are allowing to take place without checks and balances or without even a hearing or a litigation. And so, so long as that's, that's the case, we are going to plan our exit strategy. And if you want us to stay, then you're at least going to give us a fair day in court. Otherwise, right. we don't feel and like we feel you, like we're disenfranchised. If you just temporarily reworked your MAGA pack to go after and support Texas, you could you could collect the money you need to that we could well, hire an attorney to help Texas. Yeah, well, we support Texas, and we you know our section in Absolutely. election election integrity is all about that. Um, so we support that, um, but you know we we definitely are going to be working in Texas. We, we have right now. Leonor put together a oh. set of events that hasn't been posted yet, but um, we have we a need religious. To find the Texans suing right now because I believe that they really have a case. They are so being so harmed they by have this a great whole case. thing. Yeah, but I, I really think that their um, their leadership there. Is is very uh, smart. I think that they're. Um, I think they're a wealthy state, and I think that they could handle this. I think that they can. And it's uh, it's one of those situations where they're doing what we support. So we don't really need to fight them. We could support them as best we can. Um, right. And, 
Yeah, and that's 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 what we, we were going to do. We could all wear T-shirts. Texas needs to succeed. Succeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I don't want Texas to secede. I want them to have a day in court. That's truly what well, I that's, want. That's what I'm saying. They 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 need to use the premise to secede so they can get hurt in court. Right. Because they're no longer being supported by the U.S. government. They're they're allowing Texas right. to to deteriorate into nothing. Look, they had to, they had to take all the people from California because California is so fit, flawed. I know. I know. Well, thank they're you so flooded. much for calling Everybody in today. Everybody wants to move to Texas. Thank you, Julie. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean to take so no, long. No, no, it's good. Day. It's all good. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got a lot, a lot of other things I want to cover here. Um, the election. Speaking of election fraud, newly revealed emails show Green Bay officials gave keys to 2020 election to New York Dem operative. The Wisconsin House of Representatives on Wednesday held a hearing to review election irregularities after nearly review, after newly revealed documents obtained by Wisconsin uh, revealed uh, revealed a uh, moved the page moved Democrat activists funded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg were able to infiltrate the 2020 presidential election in Wisconsin five, uh, Wisconsin's five largest cities which explains why they had more voters than re- than registered votes. Re- reg- they had more votes than registered voters. So then they doctored it, and they changed the number of registered voters almost overnight. It didn't make any sense. Um, but that was a state where it was separated by 20,000 votes, and Trump was filling up arena after arena over there. In Green Bay, a Democrat activist was actually given keys to the room where absentee ballots were stored before the 2020 presidential election. The city received a total of $1.6 million in grant funding from the Zuckerberg-funded Center for Tech and Civic Life, according to Wisconsin Spotlight. A Democrat operative from New York named Michael Spitzer Rubenstein became a grant mentor. I wonder if he's any relation to Elliot Spitzer. Spitzer Rubenstein was the Wisconsin head of the left-wing National Vote at Home Institute and has worked for several Democrat Party candidates. The Democrats, Democrat mayor's office gave the liberal activist access to Green Bay's absentee ballots just days before the election. The Wisconsin Spotlight's Report has prompted several Wisconsin lawmakers to call for the resignation of Green Bay's mayor and for an investigation into the city handling of the November presidential election. According to the report, the emails show that Green Bay's highly partisan Democratic mayor, Eric Genrich, and his staffs usurped city clerk Chris Teske's authority and let Zuckerberg funding grant team take over in a clear violation of Wisconsin election statutes. So see, they're breaking this down. We knew this happened, but now we're getting the details of this happening. And the liberal groups were improperly insinuated, stating that themselves 
putting themselves into the election system and coordinating with that, with what became known as the Wisconsin Five, the state's five largest communities that split more than six million uh, in Zuckerberg money. Six million dollars. So the agreement Green Bay and other members of the Wisconsin Five signed was all about getting the money with conditions and inviting private corporations, left-wing election groups, to get the election administration they wanted. Eric G. Cardell, special counsel for the Thomas More Society, stated during the hearing Wednesday, Spitzer Rubenstein, according to the Wisconsin Spotlight, was allowed to essentially become the de facto city elections chief. If the city clerk doesn't run them, there's no transparency in the elections, Carl testified. So the documents show that basically the mayor became the chief. Wow. And there's another one. Entire staff of Nevada Democratic Party quit over new Democratic Socialist leadership. The investigation confirms that George Soros funded DAs who would release illegal aliens. That's what I was saying. And Vice President Harris handles another solo call with a world leader without Joe Biden. Bezos to spend $10 million by 2030 in climate change and Hollywood line cutters shut down vaccine. I want to talk about vaccines because there's new reports uh, now that are suggesting that uh, our vaccine problem is getting worse. That uh, that basically um, that we're going to be required to get a vaccine to travel, and it says to those who capitulated in the belief that back the vaccine would give them their lives back, I'm afraid you've been had. I'm afraid you've been had. The vaccine isn't the end game here. It's just another step along the way. So the problem here is that in the Scientific American, a journal, the idea of travel, particularly air travel, remains problematic. While some authorities believe that once you've been vaccinated, such travel is relatively low risk, assuming you maintain Masking requirements, others are more cautious, suggesting that air travel should wait until greater herd immunity is achieved. At a CNN Global Town Hall, now listen to this. Fauci warned that vaccination should not be considered a free pass to travel. The CDC did not update its travel recommendations on March 8th and continued to advise that unnecessary travel be avoided. See, I think that what they're trying to do is work it out. It works so well for them. China saw how great the elections went because they got out of phase one and phase two, and they realized what a huge win they got from you know, being negligent or maliciously allowing that COVID virus, the Chinese Wanghu Kung Fu virus, to actually make its way to Europe and into the United States. And Trump outsmarted them all initially, but couldn't stop the freight train. He said, travel ban against China. How do you like those apples? And they didn't like them. I like them apples, right? I mean, the point is, is that they got out of phase one. They didn't have to 
pursue phase two, and Trump didn't get reelected because of the fraud associated with the virus. But the, they can't they can't push the mail in. There's all kinds of new rules saying mail in balloting is proven to be a failure. So mail-in balloting, ballot harvesting, and all these things are being really questioned and tested. These election machines, the rigging. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure it all out, and they're trying to, you know, like, I think that they're going to push a new variant. You're going to see, like, COVID-21 or COVID-22 and and uh, instead of COVID-19. They're going to call it a new variant. Uh, and the vaccine is less effective against the new variants, and it's a virus that has it has a way to, you know, um, be immune to certain things. And you're going to wonder why you took the first vaccine in the first place, you know. And so you, you just got to wonder. You got to be careful about all this stuff. Meanwhile, Chuck Schumer abandons Believe All Women with eye roll over Como allegations. How do you like those apples? And AMC, the theater, the movie theater, lost $4.6 billion in 2020 due to lockdowns. This has all got to stop, right? It's got to end. We can't just, this is not a sustainable way to live. So, not just Como, but these other Democrat governors also jammed COVID-stricken patients into nursing homes. Como is far from the only U.S. governor who implemented a deadly nursing home policy. So, you know, and then the other one is Cancel Mob. Cancel Mob twists Adam Smith's anti-slavery views to dishonor his gravesite. So there's more of that. And also in the news is the... Uh, and uh, the uh, Meghan Merkel, apparently uh, William and Harry are now fighting with each other. William is saying the royal family is not racist. And Harry's basically saying, yes, you are. You know, and it's just really dumb liberal BS. So um, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, we also want to cover the George Floyd story. Uh, the story of George Floyd isn't a story of good and evil, but does America know that? It's a story of hard streets, difficult decisions, heightened uh, tempers, and hard drugs. It's a story about human beings, our duties, our failings, and our weakness. You know, when I think of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and St. Paul, I think of Mary Tyler Moore. But man, this has really come a long way, baby, right? This uh, Minneapolis story is, uh, you know, with all this importing of... Uh, people from Somalia and elsewhere, and all this social engineering it doesn't seem to be working out so well. Well, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to The Scott Adams Show. You've been listening to us, and my name is Scott Adams, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye now. Just to bury my kids right up to there.